Welcome to Journey to Brave, a podcast dedicated to empowering women to heal from trauma, cultivate self-acceptance, and fearlessly step into the most brave version of themselves. Hosted by me, Kaya Hunter, certified life and shadow work coach, breathwork facilitator, and NLP and hypnosis master practitioner. Join me as we dive deep into how trauma and the wounds from our past can affect us, how we can heal, find strength, create emotional well-being, and ultimately create the life you've always bloody well dreamed of. I believe that healing as well as self-acceptance are the foundations for personal growth, and we'll explore the tools, the strategies and practices so that you can create your own journey to brave. Ready? Let's go. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I have had an interesting week. I had a friend here for the weekend, which was lovely. And then I had some more, um, let's say, discussions with my builder about some defects here at the house. And quite frankly, I am exhausted and drained. I actually, yesterday afternoon at the, uh, I'm going to say, direction of my coach took the afternoon off yesterday just to rest and regroup and it went against everything that my conditioning has taught me about pushing through and keep going and you can't finish work at lunchtime just because you're drained but I listened to her and took her much needed and in hindsight much wanted (laughs) advice aka permission Uh, And I went over to the grocery store and I bought some yummy food. I listened to a history podcast and made a yummy slow cooked curry for dinner. And I had an early night and today I feel so, so much better. You know, those days when you feel like you're just standing in mud and no matter what you try to do or want to do or should do or feel like you should do, you just feel like yeah, like you're stuck, you're in quicksand. That's how I felt. I was just sitting there pushing through, pushing through because that's what we're taught. And just to have that quick permission slip from her to go, just go, stop, tools down, that's it, enough. I don't want to talk to you again today. <laughs> was so was so good because even though I'm better now than I ever have been in terms of looking after myself and setting boundaries and things like that you know I do still rub up against a life a lot a long time a lifetime of conditioning around how we should work and that we should push through and all of that so that was really good and much needed and so today's topic I've spoken before a fair bit, I think, about my history um, of toxic relationships, this pattern that I've had and always seeming to attract the wrong guy. And also how for the past six years I've avoided relationships because I didn't feel ready. And I also didn't feel confident at all that I wouldn't continue in this pattern that I've had for so long. I think I just got so shattered and bruised and frightened after the last one that I've really been too scared to to move forward so I spent at least the last year healing getting a ton of coaching learning more about trauma and its effect and I'm in a place now where I feel ready to explore the possibility of a romantic relationship I'm in absolutely no rush I'm not attached to finding one anytime soon Um, I'm not attached to any kind of outcome really, but I feel more confident 
more than ever confident that I won't repeat those old patterns and that I will bring in a healthy relationship for the first time in such a long time. And one of the things I learned about, which has made so much sense to me and helped me to build that confidence up and to heal is attachment styles. So I thought I'd share that with you today because it's helped me. And I know if you're in my position or even if you're married and you're just feeling lonely in your relationship, you've been together for decades and you're just feeling like kind of roommates living in the same house, you're feeling really disconnected, understanding attachment styles can help with that as well, help you reconnect in your relationship, deepen your relationship. So it's really helped me. And Um, attachment styles really shape how we form emotional bonds with people. And there's talk about how they have come to be, whether they're purely from experiences in our early life as children and how we were, uh, um, how we uh, related to our parents and had an attachment style with our parents. So there's a bit of conjecture around, you know, how early on our attachment styles are formed, but that doesn't matter for today's purpose. I think we don't need to worry about that. Uh, so if you've ever wondered why you react the way you do in relationships, putting my hand up here, or why some connections feel so darn natural and others just seem to trigger anxiety, The answers are in your attachment style. So there are patterns of behavior in and around relationships. It's, you know, how we tend to respond emotionally to others and how we interact with our partners daily. And there's three main attachment styles. They're secure and that's where people feel comfortable with intimacy and they're usually warm and loving. And then the next attachment style is anxious and people with anxious attachment style crave intimacy and they're often kind of preoccupied with their relationships though and they worry about their partner's ability to love them back. And then the third style is avoidant where people equate kind of intimacy with a loss of their independence and they constantly try to kind of minimize closeness. So the attachment styles differ in a few different ways. In their view of intimacy and togetherness, and I gave you a couple of examples just there, the way they deal with conflict, their attitude towards sex, their ability to communicate their wishes and needs, and their expectations from their partner and their relationship. So you can see just in those kind of five areas there about how attachment styles differ, you can see what a big impact they have on relationships, right? So whether you're newly dating, like I was going to say like me, but I'm not newly dating, but whether you're, you know, whether you are newly dating or whether you've been married for two, for 20 years, you'll fall into one of those uh, attachment style categories. And there is also rarely a combination of the two too um, anxious and avoidant, but it's a very small percentage. So for some perspective, 50% of the population are secure in their attachment style, 20% are anxious, and 25% are avoidant. And so that leaves the remaining, and these are approximate, right? And that leaves the remaining about 5% fall into that fourth combination of anxious and avoidant. And it's so interesting that once we choose our someone special, our romantic partner, it's like these 
powerful and uncontrollable forces come into play. New patterns behavior, new patterns of behavior kind of kick in, regardless of how independent we are and despite our conscious our consciousness, right? And so for me, I am uber independent. I've been a single mum since my daughter was 16. Like I am independent, fiercely so. But I have an attachment an anxious attachment style. So my behavior I know has changed when I go into relationships because of that attachment style, regardless of how independent I have been and strong I have been on my own. It's those powerful and uncontrollable forces definitely come into play. I've witnessed those in myself. So I'm going to go into each of the attachment styles in a second. And if you'd like to discover your own, and God, I highly recommend it, whether you're single or in a relationship, you can do an online quiz. Just Google attachment style quiz and there's a bunch that come up that you can choose from. Although you might be able to see yourself in these attachment styles as I go through them today. And look, the good news is that with some work, we can change our attachment style. So let's dive in. Let's start with secure. So women with a secure attachment style, they're confident in both themselves and their relationships. Being that warm and loving type of person comes naturally to them. They enjoy being intimate without being overly worried about their relationship. They take things in their stride when it comes to romance and they don't get easily upset over things that happen in their relationships. They effectively communicate their needs and their feelings to their partners and they're strong at reading their partner's emotional cues and then responding to them. They share their success and their problems with their partner and they're able to be there for their partner when they need them. And so a sign that you might have a secure attachment style, say you and your partner have a deep, deep connection that's built on open communication and trust. And even when life throws curveballs at you, like it does, right? If it's work stress, unexpected family things, kid issues, whatever it might be, you feel a sense of comfort knowing that you can talk to your partner, that you're, you feel safe with your partner. And that strong emotional bond just enriches and deepens your relationship. But it also reinforces your own self-assurance. And the second style is attachment. So with attachment, with attachment, sorry, (laughs) with anxious attachment style, it's a big sentence, (laughs) you do love to be really close to your partner and you do have the capacity for great intimacy, but you can fear a lot that your partner doesn't want to be as close as you'd like them to be. Your relationship can consume a lot of your emotional energy. You tend to be really sensitive to small fluctuations in your partner's moods and actions. And although, you know, those senses are a lot of the time accurate, you can tend to take your partner's behaviors too personally and make them all about you. You experience a lot of negative emotions within the relationship and you get really easily upset. And as a result of that, you can tend to kind of act out and say stuff you'll regret later. However, if the other person provides a lot of security and reassurance, so if they have 
a secure attachment style, then you can let go of some of that preoccupation and feel more content. So a sign that you've got an attachment, anxious attachment style is you dive headfirst into relationships with this passion and intensity. When you start dating someone new, you quickly feel a rush of all the emotions that just leave you on cloud nine. But if their partner starts, if your partner starts taking longer to longer than usual to reply to text messages, your head starts to worry and race and goes to doom and gloom, doubt creeps in, and you kind of start wondering if they're losing interest. And your fear of abandonment might lead you to kind of send extra text messages. Like like you kind of reaching out and wanting that validation and wanting that reassurance that you're that you're not getting. If you are avoidant, so women with avoidant attachment style value their independence and self-sufficiency and often prefer autonomy to intimate relationships. And even though you want to be close to others, you feel uncomfortable with too much closeness and tend to keep your partners at arm's length. You don't spend much time worrying about your romantic relationships or being rejected at all. You tend to kind of not open to uh, open up to your partners and they might often complain that you're emotionally distant. So in relationships, you can be on high alert for any signs of kind of control or, or infringement on your territory by your partner and be quite guarded about that. So a sign for uh, if you might be avoidant is if you're in a relationship, this example is if you love your husband, but you struggle to open up emotionally and whenever he attempts to delve into your feelings or share vulnerable moments, you kind of shift the conversation to safer topics. Your longing for personal space and independence kind of will lead you to distancing yourself and your husband's sort of or partner is sort of there, you know, wondering what the hell's going on and yearning for a deeper connection. You put walls up. So that's the three attachment styles. See if you can see yourself in any of them so far. You may need to do the quiz too because I didn't realize that I was anxious until I read the book and did the quiz. I'm like, oh my God, that is so me. This makes so much sense. (laughs) So do the quiz just to be sure, right? Just to be sure, even if you can see yourself in these. So how can understanding these attachment styles, because that's all nice to know information, how can it help you to reclaim your confidence in romantic relationships? So if you're single and seeking love, it can help you to guide you towards healthier connections. So if you're anxious, as an example, you'll, you learn, you can learn to communicate your needs openly without being, you know, without overwhelming potential partners or without being like fear of losing them. Avoidant individuals can uncover strategies to balance their independence and emotional intimacy. So, for me, understanding that I have anxious attachment gives me a better understanding of what, what might crop up in, like what situations might crop up in relationships. And I can do the work moving forward to move towards being more secure. But I can also be on the lookout for someone with an avoidant attachment style and potentially avoid them or do some work together on creating a different relationship together. 
Because if I'm anxious and they're avoidant, can you imagine? And I know I've definitely been in relationships like that before. So it's good to know and you can do this quiz. uh, You can work out what your partner is as well. So if you're married, how can it help you? Well, my thinking is that it's never too late to improve your relationship. So if you're married, attachment styles can offer really good insights into your relationship dynamics. It can potentially explain a lot of what's going on. Understanding yours and your partner's attachment style can lead to you know, better empathy, much better communication and deeper connection even through life's ups and downs. And even if you've been married for decades, right, it's never too late to improve your relationship. So it can help even if you're married. So if you want to understand your attachment style and use these to attract healthier relationships in the future or whether you want to create a deeper, better connection with your partner. Here's a few things that you can do. Take some time to self-reflect, do some journaling maybe, and have a look at your past relationships and look for any recurring patterns. That's one of the things that I did. And that will help you to understand your own attachment style. Look for patterns. Communicate, enhance your communication. So engage your partner in an open conversation about attachment styles. Do the quiz together. Maybe. Sharing your insights can help deepen that connection and encourage them to explore their own as well. Do the quiz online together, like I just said, or grab a book. The one that I read and the one where a lot of this information has come from this podcast is called Attached. And it's by Dr. Amir Levine and Rachel Heller, H-E-L-L-E-R. And it's awesome. It will give you, it gives you a quiz in the book about how to work out your attachment style. It gives you ways to work out your partner's attachment styles. There's heaps of exercises in there as well for you to do and for you to do with a partner. So highly recommend that book. It's been amazing for me. So there you go, attachment styles. I hope that you found this episode super helpful as usual. I know that learning it has helped me immensely and given me so much more confidence as my as I open myself up again to relationships. So go do the quiz, do those reflection, those journaling exercises and grab the book if you're keen. And now a little invitation if you are listening before the 29th of August. I have a free masterclass coming up and it is called Age Like a Fine Wine. For anyone that knows me, knows that I love a good glass of rosé. So I'm having some fun with this one. So it's the Age Like a Fine Wine Masterclass. It's at six o'clock Australian Eastern Standard Time on the 29th of August. Yes, there will be a replay if you can't make it live. What we're going to cover is three things. One, uncover the reason that you don't feel confident. And this is the reason that stops so many women in their mid-40s from making bold life decisions. We're going to uncover the biggest mistakes women make when they're trying to build confidence. And I'm going to share with you what to do instead. And then I'm going to share with you, you're going to learn my exact three-step framework for creating 
confidence. So if you are wanting to build confidence and not just so that you can make big, bold life decisions, but so that you can have deeper connections, better communication, confidence really touches every area of your life, then DM me over on Instagram for the link and I would love to have you in the masterclass. It's going to be so much fun and it's going to be jammed, pack full of awesome information and learnings for you to help build your confidence in every area of your life that we need confidence. So DM me for the link. And aside from that, have the best week ever and I will see you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Brave podcast. I'll be back next week with another episode. But in the meantime, if you've liked this episode, you're going to love my free video and guide. Stop letting fear hold you back. Start feeling confident and brave. I share a simple strategy you can start using today to help you feel more confident and brave. Learn the strategy in this video and you can use it on any negative emotion at any time. You can download it via the show notes. See you next week.